Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. My name is Matilda Miglio, and I'll be the host of this podcast series. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to say a quick note about my mom, who's the founder of Ruff Ruff Raw. As you'll notice throughout this episode and really the whole series is that she's extremely smart, courageous, and caring. Our goal is to help educate and create discussion on helping our pets live healthier lives. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. My name is Matilda Miglio and I'll be your host for our Ruff Ruff Raw podcast. So here we are, episode one, and we've never really done this before, so let's see how this goes. I'm here with my mom, Rebecca Miglio, the founder of Ruff Ruff Raw. So mom, do you want to give us some background as to why we're starting this podcast? Um, I just wanted to find an easy way to spread the word about pet nutrition, to be able to um, make some quick episodes to help you incorporate fresh food into your pet's diet and to maybe help some questions that you might have in the future. Mom, I want to start with a little background on who you are. So where did you grow up? So I grew up in Warren, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit, a uh, middle-class neighborhood where everybody had uh, nice, neat ranches with fenced-in yards, and we everyone played outside all day long and kept our dogs in our yards all day long. Uh, it was a, um, a fun neighborhood where lots of kids played it all day. Were animals always a part of your life? Oh, definitely. I don't remember all of the animals that we've had, but we've had everything from dogs to cats, birds, mice. Uh, We'd catch snakes, frogs, all kinds of critters. We would uh, visit my uncle's farm with horses, and uh, we just loved animals. Didn't you guys have a parrot, too? Oh, yeah. We had a Nanday uh, parrot that would squawk so loud that uh, I could hear him squawking at my friend's house five five doors down in the summertime when the windows were open. It was <laughs> it was a loud bird. <laughs> what animals do you have in the house now at home? Oh, so right now I have two Weimariners and a hedgehog. And I also uh, own a horse, but he doesn't stay with us. He stays at my friend's place very well taken care of. And uh, in the past, we've had chickens. And we've, we've always had dogs here at our house. And we had a cat at one time as well. Do you remember what your first pet was? I don't remember our first pet. Like I said, we always had pets. But I do remember one uh, dog in particular, when I was younger, uh, my father bought my sister a, a, a blonde cocker spaniel. Her name was Tammy. And uh, the ironic thing was, was that she didn't hang out with my sister. She hung out with me. She slept with me every night. And uh, I felt a little bad for my sister. But of course, I loved having Tammy <laughs> hang out with me. <laughs> did Aunt Shelley mind? You know, I, I, she probably did. But, you know, being a good big sister, she, uh, she shared. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember how you guys cared for your pet back then? Oh, gosh. Uh, back then, people really weren't as, uh, didn't treat their, at least in our neighborhood, didn't treat their dogs so much as 
family as we do now, a little bit. So uh, I remember people would go to work and just leave their dogs in the neighborhood in their uh, backyards all day long and not worry about them, not chained up or anything, just in the fenced backyard. And, um, you know, we didn't go for walks as much because we the kids played with them in their yard, ran around with them all the time. Um, sometimes we take them for walks, but we didn't really need to because everybody was outside playing all the time. Um, and we just fed him kibble. We just fed, you know, right out of the bag. And, and that was it. It was very simple and nobody thought too much about it. People really didn't take care of the dog's teeth. They didn't go brush them, didn't take them to the vet to get, you know, the teeth cleaned very often, things like that. Nowadays, uh, people treat their pets more like, uh, like their children, a lot different. Yeah. Like my, my cats with their quarterly chiropractic and acupuncture appointments <laughs> right. and my camera to watch them when I'm away Exactly. Work. Yeah. Lots of people do that now where um, the dogs are, dogs and cats are kept inside. We watch them with cameras to make sure they're okay. Uh, people often will leave work at lunchtime to come and take care of their animals. Um, I remember the first time I was on my own and my husband and I got our first dog and we were crate training her. And uh, we actually took one of those old video cameras and recorded her so that we could see later when we got home from work how she acted as kind of like what you do now with your little cameras, except yours are live. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that, I mean, I obviously know that Rough Rough Raw is not your full-time job. So what do you do during the day? Yes, so I'm actually an elementary school teacher and I teach fourth grade. Uh, that is one of my passions is uh, teaching, also children, and then, of course, animals are my passion. Why did you start teaching? I started teaching for two reasons. One, I, I find um, learning so important, and I loved learning about science. I was, I was really into science. I used to want to be a veterinarian. And then I wanted to be a chemist. And I also found psychology very interesting. And I thought, well, let's put that all together. And with my love of children and turned out to go uh, be a teacher. <laughs> so how do you do you incorporate any of that teaching into Rough Rough Raw? I mean, I can kind of see it. And I think that's why you started it. But can you talk a little bit more about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did uh, start Rough Rough Raw to help educate people to feed their pets better. Uh, for health reasons. But um, I do seminars where people can come and learn about how to feed their pet better, what the pet industry allows in pet food and some of the regulations and the gimmicky advertising. I also have seminars on how to make a balanced diet for your pet if you wanted to um, make your own uh, pet food. But um, yeah, I I really enjoy talking to people that come into my store to help them wherever, wherever they're at on their um, ladder of uh, pet feeding to improve so that their pet can live longer and healthier and um, have the best life possible. What made you really start the store? Uh, Two, two factors came into play. My uh, cousin, her family used to make a, uh, a raw dog food and they would grind it in their kitchen and sell it um, in different places. People would buy their raw dog food. It was uh, 
think their company was called Good Shepherd. And I found that fascinating that they were actually making and uh, selling and feeding raw meat foods to dogs. I found that amazing. Uh, The second was uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. They own Shepherd Alternative Animal Care. And they were always talking about how the, these customers were coming in with sick animals and they would try to help them first by changing their diet. And people would have such a hard time finding uh, better foods to choose from and better treats to choose from. And they would go into these uh, big pet stores and there's hundreds of foods to choose from and they have no idea what to get. And um, so I felt like this would be a good way to help people get the products they needed and also to help educate them to feed their pets more healthier. Why do you think food is such a foundation to like, or why do you think it shows up a lot of times when we see pets with a lot of common sicknesses, like itchy dogs or like dogs with a lot of ear infections? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, uh, There is a a lot of information out there now on food sensitivities and what they call leaky gut and the the gut flora in their their bodies and not enough good bacteria and such. And I'm presently learning more about that as we speak. But um, there's also a lot of foods out there that they shouldn't be eating, like um, many of the green foods that have no business being in our pet foods and that can also affect them um maybe poor poor quality of food can also affect them and often there's certain uh foods that are triggers Um, chicken for example is one of the biggest triggers and grains believe it or not um that's what kibble is a lot of them have been made with and uh today they seem to be showing up more as a problem we'll touch on this a little bit later but i know that food energetics also plays a big role in kind of like feeding your pet and what that all means. And I've seen it come on Facebook a lot or like in these groups, people are talking about it. Can you explain more like what that means? Mm -hmm. And that's actually how my store is based uh, on are the food energetics, the food properties. Every food has an energy. So an easy way to explain that would be imagine you were eating a, um, a red pepper, a hot red pepper. Um, it's not that it's hot to your hand, but when you eat it, maybe you start to sweat or you, you feel like you can feel the heat in your body. So that, that would be a, um, a hot food with hot energy. Uh, some foods are cooling, like watermelon, for example. Watermelon, imagine on a sunny, hot day, you take a, a bite of watermelon. It's so juicy and um, it has a cooling effect on your body. So energetics is the the energy inside the food. And we can use that to help treat symptoms. So if, you're, if your dog is arthritic, maybe they should eat some more warming or hotter foods to help with the arthritis. Or if they have... Um, skin allergies or uh, skin, uh, itchy skin, then you would go to a cooling food possibly to help bring down the inflammation in their body. We're going to have a ton of episodes on this as we're getting down the rabbit hole of 
kind of fresh feeding, which is going to be the stem <laughs> right. for and, our second episode. And there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah. And I know you touched on this the first time you were kind of telling your story about how you fed your pets, but you, you never fed them people food is one of the things that stood out to me. And that that's funny because we encourage you to feed them people food now. Right. And actually don't even call it people food anymore. Just call it food. So um, we encourage you to feed fresher foods to your, um, to, to your pets, not just, you know, it's not really people food, it's food for everybody. So um, of course we're not going to eat uh, kibble dog food ourselves, but when it comes to real foods, it's just food. It's not people food anymore. <laughs> So we're going to cover all of that in episode two, which is how to add fresh foods into your pet's diet, dogs and cats. But before we go, do you have a quick like food or something that's normally in everybody's fridge or freezer that they can start just like giving to their dog or cat today? Oh, geez. Um, There are so many. Uh, I really like um, a food that's easy are vegetables. Let's say you have some extra broccoli that you had for dinner, as long as it's not all spiced up, uh, that it's cooked. If you chop it up real tiny and add it to your pet's food, that's a really easy food. And that's a wrap on episode one. So now you can all go run to your fridges and go give your dog or cat a piece of broccoli cooked or raw. And we'll talk more about fresh foods in our next episode. Hey everyone, that's a wrap on episode one. We hope you enjoyed it. Episode two is gonna have a lot more meat to it about um, a lot of tips and just ways that you can add more fresh food into your pet's diet. Make sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our newsletter on our site and give us feedback. We'd love more topics and to know your thoughts on this first episode. Want to hear some bloopers from our first ever podcast recording? Keep listening. All right, let's do that one more time just so I have two and then we'll just move on. Hi, this is Becky and you're listening to the Rough Rough Raw podcast. What about me? Oh, sorry. And we need to redo that. Why? Because her name wasn't Lady, it was Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you're not making all this up? (laughs) Thank you.